I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and now this is part two of our discussion with Saurabh. If you haven't heard part one, please go make sure you listen to it because we are talking about understanding movement, understanding fitness, and all those fun things. Enjoy. What other interesting things have you come up with or or, or learned in the last couple of years about fitness? That basics work. That's my favorite line. Don't write the fancy things. Don't like no, because they don't work. Right. You know the problem is people think basics are boring. Mm. That basics don't give you the results. That only if you jump a 50-inch box or you climb a wall are you going to get fit. That's according to me, for lack of a better word, that's a load of rubbish. I think you've got to get your basics right. Once you get your basics right, once you're good with that stuff, then you do whatever you want to do. Right. You don't have to kind of keep doing the same thing again, but get those rock solid right. then go ahead and do so for me that's the most important thing rft has been one thing that i've absolutely loved and i've been i mean mobility is something that i'm so so fond of i mean kelly starrett again one of my mentors so there are two people in the fitness space that i've always looked up to mm-hmm. kelly starrett the guy who kind of got me started in the space the guy who i wanted to be supple leopard yes mm-hmm. so kelly is Kelly is the guy I wanted to be mm-hmm. growing up he was my man crush if he ever hears <laughs> this he's going to kill me but He's the guy I wanted to be. I went in and kind of shadowed him and his team around in San Francisco before I started what I was doing because I just wanted to see what the life was like. And man, when he did a class, you didn't look at anything else. Nothing else mattered. Mm. It's like, you know, the world shut down. And I always wanted to be that coach. I wanted to be that guy who walks into a room and then everyone's focused on him. So, Kelly and mobility was what got me started in this space in the first place. And then it's been RFD and and just kind of strength work. So modalities will keep coming different forms of training will keep coming but you've got to kind of understand what works for you and never lose sight of the basics for me that's very important what are your thoughts on tech in the fitness space like bringing technology into the fitness space so either in the form of trackers or in the form of all your biohacks that are there right now right like blood flow restriction for example or you know electromuscular stimulation what are your thoughts on all of these things great hmm. whatever makes people do what they need to do to kind of move i'm all for technology but what i have realized over the last 3 or 4 years and maybe this is just me but you can never substitute human involvement in the fitness space completely right yes to an extent you can take it away you can get zoom you can get artificial intelligence you can get all that but just that for me camp right we do boot camps in bombay that energy that you get when there are 20 people you know they're going at it you've got a coach who's kind of keeping you going that energy can't come on tech for me it can't maybe yes that is the way most people will go but there's something about that energy and i don't think i can replace that with tech so yeah it has a place everything i mean watches trackers do you suggest it to people your clients use if it if you can handle the data right there's some people who are data geeks like i'm a data geek give me as much data as possible about myself and i'll be happy with it and i'll kind of try and learn and see i mean you just get overawed by the whole thing and you can't handle it like i know people who wear you know trackers and then their trackers say they've not rested enough or they've not recovered enough they won't go train that's not what the trackers trying to say the trackers only telling you that you know what you didn't sleep well last night just be a little smart about your training don't stop training so If you can handle data then great go for it I use it I'm not going to deny it but if you can't handle it and you can't kind of take that and it makes you feel negative about your own training then don't do it so it really depends it depends on 
the way that you use the data more than just like it's like anything in life right it's the way you use information mm-hmm. if you can handle the information take it i always tell people this if you don't want to know don't ask because when you get it then you've got to be able to handle it right so if you can handle the data take it it's it's really useful but also take it with a pinch of salt because it's not always 100% accurate so we have the pros and cons someone who gets you know psyched out by it i tell them not to use it hmm. and there are lots of kids who did i mean i know 20 year olds and 21 year olds who go out partying on a weekend and they're like dude i can't use this man it said i have recovery 10% i had one drink i'm like yeah but that's life right that's <laughs> i was like don't wear it if it's going to psych you out to that level don't wear it so just depends there is movement yeah. right what are the other aspects of fitness that you typically focus on talk to your clients about because we're talking about sleep we're talking about recovery so how do you bring I think, those into it i think fitness is got to be holistic mm. and we can't ignore mental health for some reason in india or maybe throughout the world there's still this taboo about mental health and for me something that needs to kind of be done away with i think if you fall sick you go to a doctor your brain is also an organ and it's possible that it will get affected especially given what we're going through as human beings nowadays don't ignore it right a lot of people ignore it shove it under the carpet no i can't tell people i'm the strong one i can't tell people i'm feeling off mentally we've all been through it so there is an important aspect there and you can't ignore it i think nutrition is very very important you can't outwork a bad meal you just can't you can say whatever you want and there are thousands of people out there who say that just work it off there is nothing like working it off right you've got to be smart about what you're eating it depends on your goals again if you're not worried you don't care then fine fair enough but if you really want to make it a lifestyle and live a good life then you've got to be smart about the way you eat yeah when you're 16 17 growing up it doesn't matter but as you get into the 30s and the 40s the food matters suddenly starts being a difference yeah, right <laughs> everything matters at that age trust me i've hit the 40s i know what it's like it's not fun but having said that i think you've got to just figure out what works for you so that's a very important aspect and then take it one day at a time what are some of the habits that you're most proud of in your fitness journey i think there are three elements i mean i have to thank my parents for this i think my dad my mom i didn't come from a very you know crazy rich family or anything of that so we were good enough we kind of we lived life we did everything we wanted to do and it was just the three of us so my dad my mom and me and the one thing that they taught me was discipline right that was non negotiable for me discipline and hard work I don't think you can do anything with that. If you're not disciplined and you're not hard working, then you're not going to get to where you want to get to in life. I think one of the things that stood out and I've heard this a lot of times. I've heard this by a few people. I think even my mom told me once is that, you know, your biggest regret will be if you ever met the person you were supposed to be, right? And what I mean by that is you could have been X, but because you were lazy and you didn't have that discipline, you became Y and you'll regret it when you meet X in the future. So, I never wanted to regret it. So discipline is something that I think is very very important. Consistency is very important. We live in an instant world so everything has to happen tomorrow or everything has to forget tomorrow as of yesterday. But my point is live life and make it a lifestyle. I get people who are like, "Oh, I've been training for 30 days and I've been eating the way you've asked me to eat, but I've only lost so much weight." I'm like, "What were you doing for 35 years before that?" So 35 years you were not listening, you're doing everything wrong. but those 35 days have to change everything it doesn't work i mean do the math so for me that's important and once you kind of figure that out you'll be fine like i said it's discipline it's hard work it's consistency if these three things match and that's my principle in life and fitness in life actually you'll be fine recovery right this is something that i see people 
completely forget as part of the whole training regimen. Yeah. What are some of the rules for recovery? Recovery is very important. I think the magic happens when you're recovering, not when you're training out. Training is one hour of your day. The other 23 hours matter. And you can't sleep. You can't, like I said, outwork a bad diet. I don't like the word diet because it puts a very negative tone to the entire thing. But And the first you, three letters are diet. Yeah. And you want to kind of work on just good eating habits, right? So that is something that's very important. And water, hydration. I mean, if you look at the human body, what, 60, 70% of our body is liquid, water. So how can you kind of ignore that completely? So you've got to kind of be aware of that as well and take it along and keep kind of working on it. So recovery to me is very, very important. I think your quality of sleep, I don't really care about quantity. I care about quality. So your quality of sleep, you're sleeping six hours, seven hours. Great, but how is that sleep? Are you getting up every half an hour? Are you going to the loo three times in the night? That's quality of sleep. So can you get in good six to seven hours of quality sleep every night? That's important. Are you having enough water? Are you having enough protein in the day? Do people get enough protein? I don't think people get enough protein. Do I get enough? No, do people. No, I don't think so. Undernourished protein-wise, I think. I mean, I don't think there's a protein deficiency as such, but the way I look at it as a human being... Even if you're not exercising, you should be getting in a gram per kilogram of body weight. That's it. Do the math. And I promise you, 90% of the people won't be doing that. Mm. Right? It's just, it's that simple. So eat well, get enough protein, get good fats, get good carbs. Carbs are not the enemy. Stop running away from food. Stop treating food like it's the enemy. Enjoy it. And life will be perfect. That's it. Stress plays a huge role. Mm. But unfortunately, we can't really control stress. That's just the way we are as human beings. So I'd say... Maybe, you know, control the controllables. That's another thing that I write. You can't control the things that happen to you, but you can control the way you react to them. So stress ain't going to help. So try and kind of do things without getting too stressed. (laughs) Try and do things without getting too stressed. I love that. Okay. When you go out for meals or for dinners or parties, etc., there are people going to tell you, come on, have this. Why are you on this diet, etc., etc. 100%. Two things. Do you have pat answers to give them? that you've worked on over the years or and B, people who are getting into this, you know, lifestyle for the first time, how do they deal with that peer pressure? Oh, it's very difficult. I think willpower works only to a certain level. And that's why that community that I was talking about at the start was very important. You know, you've got to create a bunch of people who are egging you on mm. because then you get to where you want to get to rather than people who are constantly putting you down and making fun of you. Listen, I've had people make fun of me my entire life. I've been eating a certain way and, and training since I was, like I said, 12 or 13. So when I was a lawyer... And everyone used to go drinking. I used to literally take a glass of soda and water so they think I was having gin and tonic, right? And after a point, people figure it out. So they'd be like, give me a sip. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving you a sip. It's not good for you. And I was fine with it. You know, you've got to be very clear about where you want to go and where you're going. And once that happens, then what people say doesn't really matter. So for me, what people say doesn't matter. They can make fun of me. They can say I'm useless. They can get angry with me. But at the end of the day, I know what I want. And once you know what you want, you'll be fine. So. You know what? There is no answer to it. I think you've just got to take the brick bats. You've got to take the people making fun of you kind of part of it and be okay with it. I've been okay with it. I've been made fun of since I was in a law firm for the first time and I went to a law firm at the age of 18. I was in a law firm. I was interning. People have been making fun of me since then. And you know what? Now I think they've given up. They're like, dude, this guy doesn't change. You can do what you want. So now, you know, towards the end of my law firm career, my partners used to order separate meals for me. So all the lunch meetings, there used to be just like, either soup or, or grilled chicken or something used to come separately for me and they used to all have pizza. So it was fine. By the end of it, I think I tried to change a few people as well and some of them changed. So hopefully that will kind of continue. 
I like that. Instead of them trying to change you, why don't you try changing them? Yeah. I think that's a fantastic way of trying to deal with this problem. Yeah. All right, we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break. Welcome back to the Habit Coach Podcast. Let's continue. Something that I face all the time, friends and family are the least or the last people to listen to you. 100%. What do you do? Nothing. See, I believe you create your environment at home. Okay. My wife, my kids, my son, he's seven years old. He watched me train through the pandemic, started training with me. I never taught him anything. I never asked him to train. He just saw his dad working out in the next room and he's like, I want to go see what that's like. And I want to do it with him. And then it became a fun thing for both of us to do. Then my wife joined in and like people kind of just watched it and, and three of us were working out together. It became like a little family thing. So you don't have to constantly, the one thing I kind of get really upset about is you want other people's validation for what you're doing. Just do it. Right? Do what you're doing. As long as you're not upsetting anybody, you're not kind of, you know, going over anybody, just do your thing and, and your family will see it and then they'll see you being happier They'll see you being fitter while they're not getting there and they'll change themselves, right? So let them change. They will change. It's who breaks first. That's the way I look at it. Who's going to break first? My in-laws, my mother-in-law is one of the best cooks in the world. She makes the best desserts. She has her own dessert company and she kind of gives cakes to everyone. I don't eat it. <laughs> so the only thing people ask me is like, how are you not eating this cake every single day? I said, because I don't. And it's fine. When I want to eat it, I'll eat it. So... I mean, she's gotten used to it. She used to be like, initially she tried to kind of get me to eat stuff and now she's just like, just make separate food for him. Like, she hasn't made a special cake for you. That not is. yet, not yet. But she doesn't like doing healthy. But poor thing, bless her. She's amazing. I love her. But she's tried, not succeeded yet. <laughs> All right, so don't get pushed by it. Instead, be the change that you want to see yeah. around you in that sense. Amazing. Any last thoughts that you want for the listeners to you know pick up on their movement journey, their fitness journey along the way? My favorite line ever is don't be afraid to fail. If you haven't failed, you're not trying hmm. because you will fail. Right? That's that's what we're designed to do. So I get a lot of people. I had someone just last week when came to class and said, I thought I was fit, but this is crazy. So I was like, so what are you going to do about it? He's like, do you think it's okay if I kind of keep coming? I was like, yeah, why? He's like, because I look like a fool. I said, so? We all look like a fool, right? You You can't start off anything supremely good at it I mean, unless you're Sachin Tendulkar and you're going into bat. But other than that, you're going to fail. You're going to look like an idiot. You're going to, you know, suck at it initially. But it's the ones who persevere and who kind of go through it. I have a great example. This guy called Shahrukh. I love him, not Khan. Katrak, he's a camper of mine. I remember he came for my first class. We okay. have boot camps and he comes to camp. And I remember he came for this his first ever class. And I looked at him the first time. And I was like, oh God, he's not going to survive. <laughs> right? And I was like, I don't know what to do. And, and I, was looking, I was talking to one of my other coaches. I was like, he's not coming back. Right? Because camp is camp. I can't, I mean, we just go all out and we have fun. He died on the first day. He literally fell flat midway through the workout. And I remember telling my coach, I'm like, I don't think so. Not coming back. Man, the guy has shown up six months in a row every single day, not missed a class. And you have to look at him now. He failed. He sucked at it for three months, four months. And there's still certain movements he sucks at. But the guy doesn't give up. And today he's better for it. So don't be afraid to fail. It's okay to fail. It's the way learning's done. So for me, that's important. So kind of come there, do the work. You will fail. You will pick yourself up and you'll learn from it. This whole go hard, go home mentality. Is mm -hmm. it good? Is it bad? Is it what? I'm not a fan of it. Hmm. I am a fan of putting in everything you've got doesn't mean it has to kill you. 
I don't believe every workout needs to kill you. I don't think any workout needs to kill you. When I say go hard, I mean, you know, work hard in terms of your own effort levels. Don't come in there and just fool around. But I'm not a fan of this go hard, go home. Come in and do some work. So it's not death. No, it's, it's not, not. It's not come and kill yourself. No, when you mean go hard, it means that you are just serious everything about what you've you're got. doing. Yeah, given everything you've got, focus on it. Work really hard in terms of your own involvement. And then just go home and have fun. Because so many of these kind of fitness lines that people throw back at you, right? And like, I'm going to... What are some of these trends that really like get your goat? No pain, no gain. Hmm. I'm just like, why? Why does it have to pain to get gain? Fake it till you make it. Hmm. You know, these are things that I just don't understand. Why fake anything? Just, you know, keep working at it. And for me, there are so many of them out there, you know, these diets and, you know, keto and this and that. I'm not a fan of diets. I'm, I'm a fan of just kind of eating good balanced food and let it be a process. Let it be a lifestyle. So bunch of things. But, you know, the list is endless. We, we'll be here talking till the cows come home at this rate. So no, lots of them. But I hope people kind of just understand the fact that they need to move and they can kind of get a lot better if they kind of do that. There's a weekend warrior mentality, right? Yeah. You know, like kill myself on the weekends. 100%. And- Thoughts on that? I'll tell you where I'm coming from. I'm not a fan of anything extreme. Hmm. You've got to find balance. And anything that is like, okay, I won't do anything all week, but on the weekend I'll go kill myself. Or I have this thing of I'll eat well for three days and then four days I'll go eat all the rubbish in the world. In the long run, it's not going to work. And for me, everything is about the long haul. Nothing is short term. I don't believe in short term fixes. So, you know, someone asked me once and said, can you give us five tips or, or five things to get better? I said, there is nothing. It's just... Work hard, work hard, work hard. Be consistent. And that's it. That would be in the shortest article in a magazine ever. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is always very, very simple. Because you work with athletes, right? And there is this weekend warrior. I'm an athlete. I've been like the gentleman that you spoke about that I've been training for two years. Right? What is the difference between these two? A pro athlete and a person who is weekend warrioring trying to be athlete. Man, pro athletes, they do the boring stuff and they do it again and again and again. And they don't stop. How do they make it fun? They don't. But like I said, I mean, yes, you can have fun in your sessions. You can do things. You can crack jokes. You can do stuff. But set goals for yourself. So the way they kind of keep going is they've set goals for themselves. And and for them, their sport is everything. Right? They, they want to get better at their sport. And that's it. That's the end goal. Nothing else matters. I love training athletes. I think it's just, it's fun because, you know, you don't need to kind of, you can be creative, 100%. But your goal as a coach for an athlete is just to get them to play their sport really well. Your goal is not to get them ripped, right? So understand what your goals are and what you're working towards. And once you do that, everything else kind of falls into place because then you have a structure in mind, right? So with athletes, for example, I mean, I trained Robin Uttapa. He's one of the best cricketers around. To me, he was a great model growing up because I kind of loved the way he batted. Training him has been a dream for me. And, you know, with him, when you're training, we're just doing the basics again and again and again because his job is not to make a cool video for Instagram. His job is to go out there and score hundreds. So what is his end goal? What are we working towards? Let's stick to that, right? Whether it looks cool on Instagram or not, I don't really care. So yes, that's the difference. And and the weekend warriors, according to me, and no offense to any of them, just do stuff for Instagram. There's a difference between the two. So for me, that's the difference. And they want something new every time. These guys are just happy doing what they need to and they need to get better at everything that they're doing. These guys just want something new all the time. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine who was learning a new skill for like calisthenic skill. And he was like, oh, I got hurt doing this skill. I'm like, no, you got hurt doing Instagram. Yeah. Right? There's a big difference between practicing for a skill because technically you shouldn't get hurt doing that. Yeah. 
at it's, Instagram. It's so sometimes I get annoyed because I'm in a gym and listen, no offense, right? You want to take a video of yourself and you want to put it up on Instagram. Cool, do it. But it can't be every second of your workout. You can't be tailoring your workout to be cool on Instagram. So there's a difference, right? But yeah, if you're focusing on what you do, you generally won't get hurt if you're smart about it. If you're not smart about it, then you're going to get hurt irrespective. Okay, last question. How do you tell people to create that mind-muscle connect? Because I know the importance behind it, but there are so many people who just don't have it. What are some of the tips that you typically give people? The first thing is understand what you're doing, hmm. right? What are you really working? Have you understood what you're working? So that's one aspect. So understand which muscle you're working, what you're trying to achieve in that particular session. So for that, you've got to do a little bit of homework. You've got to know what you're doing. Second, shut the music for some time, right? We have this thing of music, music, music. Music helps me get through the workout. Actually narrow down and focus on the muscle that you're trying to work and keep distractions away. Third, keep your phone away. God, I mean, the amount of people who check their phone between sets, I'm just like, okay, great, but you're not focusing on what you need to focus on because your wife or your husband or your kids or someone is going through something and then they start messaging you and then you're like, what you're supposed to focus on, you're not focusing on. You're focusing on the phone. And then even when you're training, you're thinking about what you're going to do next in terms of that message or that call that has come through. It's just wasting your time. Rather get in 20 minutes, 30 minutes of focused work and then get out. So I have a very simple theory and it's not mine. I've picked this up through a lot of other people who I follow in, in this space. You should be able to contract that muscle or feel that muscle work when you don't have any resistance on it. Mm. So the easiest thing to do when we do this with kids is make them call their bicep, right? Flex mm. their bicep. You should be able to do that with most of your muscles. Then you know that that mind-muscle connection is happening. So, you know, can you kind of squeeze your calves? Can you tighten those calves when you're kind of working? Those things help. So if you're doing those, then you'll create that connection. Correct. Kai Green said that, right? Like my posing practice comes from my flexing practice. Like, so when you're flexing your bicep, that's the squeeze that you want for... Yeah. when you're on stage as well. Yeah. Amazing. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on the Happy Coach Podcast. Thank, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. How can people get in touch with you, continue this conversation? Where I mean, are you? We are on Instagram. So you have SoFit Official, which is our page on Instagram. And I kind of spend my time on that page. For me, Instagram is a way to kind of put your message out there and your philosophy out there. It's not a place to show off. So, and that again, I picked up from Kelly. Like I said, Kelly has been one of my idols growing up. But, just put out your philosophy out there and see if people like it or not. It's not about how many likes you get or any of that stuff. So that's one place. And then they can just email us. We put all the details on that page. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on board. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Now, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are IBM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to my website, awesome180.com. Now, I have just published my first book. It is called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. Please do check it out on Amazon and wherever else you get your books.